Hello, and welcome to episode 42 of the Peter Podcast. I'm your host, reporter Taylor Clysdale. With me this week is Kemi Acapo. Kemi is running for council in Town Ward, and today we're going to be talking about the ways that Peterborough is designed. I was, I was canvassing, and the streets didn't have sidewalks. So I was walking on the road, and there's cars going by me. So I was concerned for my safety and the safety of my volunteers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, streets need sidewalks. Um, and I'm a you know, pretty able-bodied person um, and pretty healthy, uh, mm-hmm. but I was thinking you know, if I was a, uh, in a walker, if I was in a wheelchair, um, if I was uh, a mom you know, pushing my baby around in a stroller, this would be pretty dangerous and pretty scary. And we're also going to be talking about cycling infrastructure, and we're also going to be talking a bit about housing. So, hope you enjoy the show. So, my name is Kemia Capo, and I am running for City Council in Town Ward. Um, I've lived in Peterborough for uh, over 13 years. Uh, I came here as a teenager and I went to Trent University uh, after graduating from Trent University with my Bachelor's of uh, Honors in um, Arts. I worked at Trent for a couple of years and now I work at the New Canadian Centre, um, a centre that works with immigrants and refugees. Um, and among my you know, work stuff. I also volunteer in the community. Uh, I've taken a bit of a step back in volunteering just to focus on the campaign. Uh, but previously, I was on the YWCA, the Kawartha World Issue Center, um, the Warming Room, uh, and I still volunteer at the Warming Room and at One Roof. So different organizations like that. Oh, and the Peterborough Independent Podcasters. Ah. <laughs> I was on their inaugural board, so I'm quite pleased about that. Sounds like you don't have a lot of spare time once you're done with all that. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but somehow I managed to like still like attend council meetings um, and still have dinner with friends and yeah, visit family. So I, I make it work. Yes, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, back when I used to sit in council chambers a bit more mm-hmm. regularly, you, we were certainly a face that I would see often in council chambers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you and Kim Zippel and yeah. a couple of others. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe you can explain a little bit about you know why you've decided to run for council. Certainly, yeah. So I uh, decided to run um, about a year ago, um, and. My reason, I have many reasons for why I wanted to run. Um, First, it's always been instilled in me, my parents instilled in me, this, um, uh, that if you live in a community, it's your responsibility to give back to the community. You can't just be a passive member of the community. Uh, So growing up, I always volunteered in my community. um, And then I moved to Peterborough, got involved at Trent. Uh, I was on the student council at Trent um, and... uh, after I graduated, I sort of expanded my, my views beyond Trent University and started focusing more on Peterborough. Um, and then my eyes turned towards city council. And just through my years of being involved in the community and learning more about it, um, I see that Peterborough is a wonderful place. I really love it here. Uh, but there are certain things that I think that the city can do to help progress it and move it forward. Um, and based on my knowledge of the city, um, I thought that I could be a good representative for um, the community, the town word residents. Um, I feel like I, yeah, I will bring a different voice to the table that isn't there right now. So what are some of the things mm-hmm. that the city can do to start moving things forward that aren't moving forward already? Mm-hmm. So um, I think for one, the city, uh, city council needs to have a little bit more of a progressive view. Um, the people that I'm talking to uh, tend to see city council as a little bit thinking 
old school <laughs> um, and needs to start thinking forward and thinking not so much just like in the next one or two years, but thinking what's the impact of our decisions going to have in the next 10, 20, 40 years. Mm-hmm. That's mainly what I'm uh, talking about. Just okay. a little bit more progressive views. Can you think of any examples mm-hmm. in the ways that city council is kind of old school thinking and how, you know, if you're elected to council, mm-hmm. what's some kind of new school thinking that you would bring to the table? Sure. Um, I think one example would be um, the casino, (laughs) which is like a hot button issue. Um, But for the casino was built um, on a a wetland, essentially the area that it's built on. Um, And more progressive people are thinking, well, if we're thinking about being environmentally forward, um, we shouldn't be building things on wetlands. Um, And I, I hear the argument for the casino might bring jobs. But uh, what kind of jobs are they? Are they going to be good paying jobs? Will they be the kinds of jobs that give people dignity for the work that they do? Will they help people pay their rent? Um, And also, sorry, the effect that it might have on the community. Peterborough is a large, uh, is a city that has a large population of seniors, as well as people on lower income. Um, So I'm concerned that if these folks start going to casinos, um, and start perhaps spending their money and getting addicted to that. What services do we have available in Peterborough to help them? Um, so that's the kind of thing I'm thinking about. Okay, so if that's mm-hmm. an example of some old school thinking, what's mm-hmm. some more progressive thinking, especially in the lines of mm-hmm. if the casino is here to bring jobs, what's mm-hmm. a job-making opportunity that's a bit more progressive that you would like to see in the city? Well, I think the environmental sector is, is growing, is growing in Peterborough, well, maybe not so much in Peterborough, but well, definitely in Peterborough, but also across Ontario and Canada. So if we were able to attract jobs in Peterborough that were in the environmental sector, I think that would be great. Climate change is uh, real and it's happening. Um, So what can we as a city do to address that? And if we can address that by attracting jobs in the city, I think that would be great. And uh, this council has passed Mm -hmm. something that's along those lines because they Mm -hmm. are passing the uh, green tech or sorry, clean yes. tech commons, yes. the new uh, green technology mm-hmm. uh, business park that's going to be happening at Trent. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Um, well, to be honest, I don't know too much about it, so I, I don't want to say I'm for or against it, but I, the, in theory, the idea sounds good to me, uh, and I like the idea of clean tech, um, but I'm also, I don't know where, I know that it's the plans are to build it on Trent, but I'm not exactly sure where the location of that is, and uh, what sort of environmental impact that will have. So it's it's one thing to bring in clean tech commons, but if you're going to do it by displacing uh, wildlife nature, then what's like, mm-hmm. do you do, what's what's that, um, oh gosh, I'm losing my, my mind here. Um, <laughs> what's that phrase? Like, do you, I don't know, I forget it. It's gone <laughs> in my head. <laughs> yeah. Or do the ends benef- do the means benefit the end or something like that? Uh, do the ends justify the means? Thank you. <laughs> no worries. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> it's I'm gonna okay. take we're, a sip of water. We're all having one of those days. Mm-hmm. It's fine. I don't I don't remember what my own name is. I'm Tyler now. <laughs> no, you're not. Do people call you that? Mm. Do people call me do people call me Taylor is the real question. Oh dear. I'm I probably sorry. probably on a two to one. Uh, really? Ratio people call me Tyler to Taylor. Oh, that's I'm sorry. Oh, that, that's okay. <laughs> I have the same thing with my name. People. Yeah. People call me Kimmy or Kelly or. I can see you get yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, no, wow. Don't call me Trevor. Anything will be fine. Okay. Sounds yeah. good. I will not do that. All right. Perfect. <laughs> um, but we talked, to, you talked a little bit about community a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. And I, I, you know, I kind of have to ask the question now, what does community mean to you? Mm-hmm. Community means a lot of things to me. Um, so community is like, there's the physical presence, the physical space of community. Um, and, but then there's the people and really is the people that make the community. So we can talk about a larger Peterborough community. Uh, we, we can also talk about different neighborhood communities. So I live in the heart of downtown uh, Peterborough um, and that is in, a, in and of itself is a community, right? So that's where you can walk down the street and you see your neighbor, say hello to them. Um, the business owners that are nearby you know who you are. People who look out for you. Um, and people who sort of rally in times of need, um, but are also there to celebrate with you in good times and bad. Um, but also people that will like check you, you know, where somebody sees that you're doing something and they might say, hey, that's, I don't think that's cool. Why don't we have a conversation about it so I can get to know you better and you can understand my ways better. Um, but yeah, that, that to me is a community, mm-hmm. a group of people that live um, either um, in close proximity to each other or know each other and are there for each other yeah and i know mm-hmm. you know especially if we're referring to town ward as a community mm-hmm. um one of the segments of that community is the city's kind of low income population yes. those yeah. who are dealing with poverty mm-hmm. um and I, there's a lot of 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 commentary going around right now and there, there has been for a while mm-hmm. about their place in town ward mm-hmm. especially because there's per- perception that uh from some people that the downtown is gentrifying a lot of redevelopments happening mm-hmm. and they're taking kind of low-income housing and uh building it up and repairing it but then they're not making it low income mm-hmm. and that's pushing people away from the downtown so right do these people have a place downtown to call home and if not then should there be a place for them and what should we be doing? I think there should be a place in the community. Um, I feel like people should be able to choose where they live um, or where they want to live. So if somebody who's lower income wants to live downtown, I feel like they should have a place there that is available to them. Um, I'm a proponent of mixed um, housing. So um, say you have a residential building, uh, I believe that some of the spaces there should be um, for lower income people, middle income people, and higher income people as well. Okay. Um, so uh, I think that's something that we could do if we were talking to developers who are looking to build residential units, uh, providing them incentives. And I know the city already has some incentives in place uh, to have mixed use uh, residential spaces. Um, but I, I definitely think people of lower income should be downtown. Um, but also should, but primarily should have a choice of where they want to live and be able to afford those places. Mm-hmm. And I know the downtown mm-hmm. is a popular spot too because there's a lot of services that are downtown. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there mm-hmm. is the social services building, but mm-hmm. then you have other things like Forecast, Parn, uh, just as some examples. Mm-hmm. And um, transit. Like and, the tra- transit and transit is huge. Right there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, from the downtown, mm-hmm. you can get all over town. Yeah, and yeah. What? That's part of the reason I live downtown, because I don't have a car. Oh, really? No, yeah. I'm either <laughs> walking, uh, cycling, or taking transit. See, so. I'm jealous. <laughs> I, because of the journalist lifestyle, quote yes, unquote, you, I can be of... kind of anywhere at any time. Mm-hmm. So, But if I could bike to work, I absolutely would. You know, I considered cycling here, and I was going to, uh, but I ended up, I'm, I'm heading out of town um, 
tomorrow for a wedding, so I did rent a car. Okay. Um, but yeah, it would have been like a 10-minute bike ride for me, and it was it would have been great. Yeah, and uh, we're going to talk about transportation a little bit later, probably mm. in the second half. Um, but maybe we should be talking about cycling infrastructure because, yes. you know, it's something that the city wants to fill in. There's mm-hmm. a lot of, there's some pretty great sections of bike infrastructure in the city. And then there's mm-hmm. some pretty noticeable gaps as well. Yes. So how yeah. do we go about filling those? Yeah. Or do we? Well, I think we should. I mean, and I would like to commend the city on this. I, I do think that they have taken great strides towards, um, increasing our cycling infrastructure, uh, and uh, most recently on George and Water Street, they've expanded uh, the cycling lanes there. So I'm really glad to see that. Um, but yes, as you said, there are gaps. Um, and I do think it is important to fill them in. Um, but everything that the city does costs money, right? Mm-hmm. And that money is, uh, the way we get that is from taxes. So, um, you know, I have people telling me that, you know, they see their tax bills increasing year by year. Um, and part of that is because of inflation, but mm-hmm. also part of that is, city increasing the amount of taxes that people pay so we have to make sure that we are careful with people's money um, and um, that we spend it wisely Uh, but this is where having a plan comes in place if Mm -hmm. we have a transportation plan which i know we do um, to include cycling lanes within that transportation plan and make sure that the growth um, of those lanes is steady but um, keeps happening until Really, the whole city is connected uh, through bike lanes. Yeah, and I know just, just talking about taxes, I mean, you know, before you sit in a city council meeting and before you sit in a, a budget committee meeting, mm-hmm. it's so easy to be like, oh, my taxes are going up and going up, mm-hmm. and I don't understand why, right. and I'm so frustrated. And certainly the, the frustration is real. I understand mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Um, but then when you take a look at, you know, here's the list going. of things the city wants to afford. Yeah. Here's how much it actually can afford. Mm-hmm. And there are some pretty key projects. You know, it's mm-hmm. things like, you know, basic road repairs because there's yep. a lot of people that complain about the city's roads. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could have a uh, new replacement for the Memorial Center, which yeah. could draw thousands of people into the community. And that mm-hmm. could cost uh, $72 million, apparently. Yep. So mm-hmm. it's always a struggle to, mm-hmm. you know, balance the 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 need of affordability for people in your community versus Mm -hmm. the fact that there's a lot of things that need to get paid for right yeah so when i'm at the door uh and people are talking to me about their taxes i say you know i i do hear what they're saying um but it the taxes pay for services just like you said Mm -hmm. uh and it's not just the big capital projects like buildings um and roads but it's also like garbage pickup yeah you know um and it, it pays for city staff um, and, you know, without the staff, you know, things won't get done. Um, so uh, I think you're right. If people do a, get a better understanding of what it is that the budget looks like and where things are being allocated, it makes sense. Um, and for me, uh, you know, I'm happy to pay my taxes uh, in order to get, receive the services that I get. Yeah, awesome. Mm-hmm. All right, so I think we've talked for a little bit now. Mm-hmm. We're going to take a short break. Okay. And then we're going to dive back into it and talk about some Peterborough issues. Sounds good. All right, excellent. Looking <laughs> forward to it. There we go. Can't forget to do that because then, the, <laughs> then I have to manually sync up the audio and it's the worst. Uh, okay. Okay. So now we're back on the Peter podcast, and uh, let's talk about a couple of issues that people are, well, that people care about. Okay. I guess it's kind of up to you, because you've been mm-hmm. knocking on the doors whether or not mm-hmm. people have been talking about 
uh, some of these things at the door with you, but um, maybe let's talk about transportation first of all. Okay. Um, and what are your thoughts on improving transportation in Peterborough, and especially in regards to the parkway? Mm-hmm. Ah, the parkway. <laughs> I knew that was going to come up. Uh, so transportation is an issue. Um, I mean, it's an issue for all cities. It's not Peterborough specific. Um, the main thing that I actually have been hearing at the door around transportation is just the state of the roads. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is something that I do recognize that does need to improve, particularly in town ward. Some of the roads, like I'm thinking Simcoe and Charlotte, are quite in a state of disrepair. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, I also recognize that it's quite expensive to uh, repave a road. Um, and so sometimes potholes are just going to have to do until um, the funds are there to be able to repave it. Um, uh, in terms of the parkway, um, I've had a couple of people ask me about it at the door. And um, as it stands now, um, I'm not for the parkway. Um, and for and that's for a number of reasons. One of them is the bridge that goes over Jackson Park, which I understand, I believe, that has been taken out of the request. Uh, but I don't know what else has been put in. Um, like, if they've taken it out, then what else have they put in to replace that? That I'm not sure. Yeah, from my understanding mm-hmm. right now, it's just the, the it's a two-lane road right up mm-hmm. to Jackson Park. And then mm-hmm. I guess it just... Just ends? Just ends. And okay. then it continues <laughs> on the other side of Jackson's Park. Gotcha. And then okay. the plan is to widen the nearby roads to mm-hmm. get traffic flowing around the park right. instead. Okay. Um, well, um, you know, the parkway, this issue has been going on for 72 years. Um, which is a really long time. It's a pretty long time for something to be <laughs> yeah. on the books, isn't it? Uh, and the longer it takes, the you know, the longer, uh, the more expensive it gets. Um, and quite frankly, I'm not sure if it's the only solution that we have. Like, I, I would like to see the city explore other options. If the parkway were to not happen, mm-hmm. what else can we do to alleviate transit? Because well, what are I, some options then for, for not doing the parkway? Because, mm-hmm. you know, we need to move people, people around Peterborough somehow. That's right. Um, and, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a transportation expert. Um, so I would love to sit down with some city planners and have a conversation about that. Um, I do know that there has been an idea of, like you said, widening other roads to make traffic flow there faster. Uh, there's an idea of a ring road around Peterborough, which I believe somewhat exists already, but maybe formalizing that. Um, but I would need to do a little bit more research to figure that out. Um, but I do believe that there are some um, street calming measures that can be put into place for those residential roads. Mm-hmm. That um, I know that's where people's main concerns are. Yeah. Um, that people are just flying by too quickly. Um, and a, I was reading a, a, a study recently that said if you were to decrease um, the uh, from 50 to 30, that significantly reduces, sorry, the speed limit. Um, it significantly reduces the amount of accidents uh, that could happen and increases safety. So there's an option. Um, I don't know if that's the you know the single answer for all of it, but mm-hmm. it's one example of what can be done. Yeah, and there are a number mm-hmm. of uh, reports that are out right now, uh, or studies, sorry, mm-hmm. uh, which are looking at various different measures from uh, transit to uh, active transportation to mm-hmm. better syncing up the city's uh, traffic lights. Yes, so, yeah. So there, there yeah. are a couple of things kind of in the works right now, but mm-hmm. what that will culminate to is yet to be seen. And yeah. if elected, you might have mm-hmm. to vote on what the future of the parkway is. Yeah, definitely. And if I were so lucky to be elected, I would do my research and ask the questions that I would need to ask. 
uh, be in touch with the residents and see what they want as well, and then eventually make an informed decision. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, you, you're right about one thing for sure, and that's that there's a lot of traffic on residential roads that mm-hmm. needs to get off of it soon. Mm-hmm. I mean, just sit at Park Hill and watch all the cars turn left onto Fairbarn. Oh my gosh, or, yeah. Or be on Cloncilla and look at Goodfellow, or the route I yeah. used to get to work, which is High mm-hmm. Street. That usually has okay, yeah. way more traffic on it than it was ever designed for. I mean, that uh, that street doesn't even have sidewalks throughout most of it. Yeah. So. And that's another thing that really bothers me. Streets without sidewalks. I don't get it. I really don't get it. <laughs> from my understanding, for a while, it was a cost-saving measure on okay. the city. Um, but I, but I, think, I think there's a lot of people that think that's short-sighted now. Yes. Oh, definitely. And it's for many reasons. Like, I think, I mean, safety. Mm-hmm. You have people, where was I the other day? Um, I was in the new one of the new areas of Town Ward. Um, and... I was I was canvassing and the streets didn't have sidewalks, so I was walking on the road and there's cars going by me. So I was concerned for my safety and the safety of my volunteers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, streets need sidewalks. Um, and I'm a you know pretty able-bodied person um, and pretty healthy. Uh, mm-hmm. But I was thinking, you know, if I was in a, uh, in a walker, if I was in a wheelchair, um, if I was uh, a mom, you know, pushing my baby around in a stroller, this would be pretty dangerous and pretty scary. Yeah. So for accessibility reasons alone, every street I believe should have at least one sidewalk, preferably sidewalks on both sides. Yeah, preferably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I think the the the. The rules around that have changed that I mm-hmm. think there needs to be at least one sidewalk. Don't mm-hmm. quote me on that. Actually, okay. quote city planners on that, not me. Okay. But um, <laughs> I think the rules have changed since then so that okay. there needs to be at least one at least sidewalk. One. That's good. Um, but yeah, let's move on from transportation mm-hmm. uh, and talk PEI. Okay. Now, the PEI yeah. sale is kind of in a zone where I'm not sure there's much that the city could do unless I don't think so. the Ontario yeah. Energy Board says no to the deal. Yeah. Um, but with that said, there mm-hmm. there is that deal for, for mm-hmm. $105 million, which yeah. will equal up to about $55 million for the city in revenue. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your thoughts on the PDI sale? Yeah. Well, as you mentioned, the sale is sort of in this like weird uh, situation now where it's been sold by the city and we're just waiting to hear back whether or not it will officially be sold. Um, so right now, what I'd like to focus on is what are we going to do with that that mm-hmm. money, that revenue that we get. Um, uh, I understand that some of it, um, you know, they, there have been discussions about putting some of it towards capital plans, putting some of it in reserves. Um, I was talking to a resident uh, yesterday, and she was thinking, well, why don't we put it towards um, um, some things that the cap and trade used to fund? Um, you know, some green projects in the city mm, uh, okay. towards that. So that's an idea. Because uh, I forget how much from cap and trade we got annually, but we did get an annual payment mm-hmm. um, from the province for cap and trade. Yeah. Which yeah. I guess we'll no longer be getting because that doesn't exist. Yeah, exactly. So, but I, so all that to say is that there's lots of ideas out there, but I do think that's important that we do use the funds that we get from the sale to benefit the city. Hmm. Um, and, you know, if we can do so... Um, in an environmental way, that would be excellent. Um, I do think it's a good idea to have a little bit of a reserve. I know the city already does. Um, but also investing it and making mm-hmm. sure that that money grows. Um, it's not very often that a city gets such a huge influx of cash. So it'd be great to see that um, it's you know spent carefully, but also invested so that 
um, it can continue to, to provide dividends for the city. Yeah, and, uh, you know, just so people are aware of where you stood at the time, but, mm-hmm. you know, when it was before council, mm-hmm. which camp were you on? Were you on pro or sale or, or anti, anti-sale? <laughs> um, I was not in favor of the sale of the parkway. Uh, sorry, of the PDI. That's okay. I got them confused. Too. Yeah, they both start with P. Um, yeah. Both of them inspire a lot of anger. They do. Well, people are very passionate about about these uh, the two topics. Mm-hmm. But no, I was not in favor of the sale of PDI, and um, I, you know, I went to a couple council meetings and spoke at them. Uh, one of them was at Market Hall, just because it was such a large meeting, um, and uh, you know, for a number of reasons, um, I understand that you know the city was. Um, or a PDI was being told that it was going to need to have to prepare its poles and, and lines for distribution uh, by the province. Um, but I think that's something that, you know, they probably knew was going to happen for a couple of years. So as a business, um, you know, you have to make repairs that are costly, um, but you make a plan for it and you work towards it. And PDI um, was, um, you know, was making a profit. So why why sell something to uh, a corporation that is privately owned um, um, when we can keep it in the hands of the people of the city. Well, my response to that would be the arguments that were from the people who were in favor of the sale, Mm -hmm. uh, which was that um, PDI might be profitable now, but that Mm -hmm. uh, is likely to change in the future. Mm -hmm. Uh, And also energy consolidation is a thing that, you know, the province was aiming towards at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, They were aiming to to dramatically reduce the number of uh, hydro utilities uh, in the province. And Mm -hmm. they had a deal where they looked at PDI and said, here's uh, the value of it now. Mm -hmm. And we can be getting a much more valuable product out of it. Uh, if we sell it to Hydro One, that's mm. the argument from the people who are in favor of the sale. Yeah, and I've um, heard those. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Are... But at the end of the day, Hydro One is is a corporation, uh, and they are privately owned. And at the end of the day, they want to make money. Um, and so I know that there's going to be a freeze on hikes for I believe it's ten years. Yep. Um, and I do know that they are regulated, but I, you know, I do feel that it's. It's always better when a city can own its own um, distrib- or really own any of its services that it provides mm-hmm. uh, and keeps it in the hand of the people. I, I'm always a strong component for that when, when and where possible. And I, I ask about the PDI mm-hmm. sale because, A, mm-hmm. it's something that people care about. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've heard from some people that depending on how their, their counselors or candidates yeah. answer on that question, they mm-hmm. may or may not vote for them. Yeah. But I also pose it because... Um, it's entirely possible that in the future, mm-hmm. the question could pop up again with a different utility. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Peterborough Utilities itself was not for sale, just PDI, yeah. which is one component yeah. of that. Mm-hmm. So we still have uh, PUC, we still have mm-hmm. Riverview Zoo. Yeah. Um, but it's entirely possible that some other element of the city services could be uh, negotiated as being up for sale at some mm-hmm. point. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I just want to know where you stand on that. Well, I mean, I... Like I said, I, I always work towards keeping things public uh, and in the hands of the people uh, of the city. That being said, I can't comment on fu- 
possible future sales yeah. that may come up. So it, when, if and when they come up, I'll address it at that time. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, the last thing I kind of want to talk about was housing. Mm-hmm. And we touched on it when we were talking yeah. about town board. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, namely in the fact of that uh, we are dealing with a bit of a housing crisis right now. Yeah. More than a bit of it. Like a yeah, we're dealing with it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and it doesn't really look like it's going to slow down anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Housing prices are, are through the roof right now. Mm-hmm. Our rental vacancy rate is low. Like 1%. 1%. Yeah. What can we be doing to alleviate this housing crunch mm-hmm. that we're dealing with? Yeah. So I think one good thing the city has done um, is uh, pass, I believe it was a bylaw that the secondary suites yep. could, could come into effect. Uh, so hopefully that'll alleviate some of the pressure. Um, and I believe I mentioned this earlier, talking about um, mixed use um, residential spaces mm-hmm. um, and providing incentives for um, developers who are looking to build here to into building those spaces. Um, I think densification is good, and that, that's something that we have been mandated to look at. And council has, I believe, agreed to a 33% densif- hike in densification in, in downtown. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's something that we can work towards as well. Um, but you're right, it is it is a growing concern. Um, but it, it's not just... Um, and the city does have a part to play, but I also believe we need to talk to... Uh, the province as well as the federal government as well because it is their responsibility um, and I know the federal government has released a housing um, plan I forget what they called it um, but looking into that and see how actually that money from that can be transferred to the cities across Canada and provide some allevi- alleviation to cities um, and in the interim we need to continue to provide supports for shelters such as Cameron House. Um, we need to build Brock Mission <laughs> um, and, you know, sh- uh, shelters like the Woman Room to provide um, overnight shelter for folks who are experiencing homelessness. What are your thoughts on subdivision development? <laughs> well, you know what? I, uh, I, I'm not as much as I would love to see everyone, you know, stay in the core of downtown and sort of be the heart of the city, I do understand that subdivisions are built and need to be built. Um, I just believe that they need to be done carefully and with thought um, and making sure that um, those subdivisions are not just um, just bedrooms, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they need to have grocery stores there. They need to have a, a good transportation there, they need to have good schools there, or access to schools there. Um, the, um, I mentioned roads already, but also you know sewage and water and all that kind of stuff. So you can't just throw a subdivision somewhere uh, and um, and then it's one thing to build a subdivision, but what are the costs of the homes there going to be mm-hmm. if they're going for seven hundred thousand dollars? The average Peterborough person is not going to be able to afford that. So if essentially you're building homes for people uh, in Toronto who are moving to Peterborough. So, which is great, you know, I'm glad to see that people are relocating to Peterborough, but we also need to address the needs of the, of the people and the residents that already live here. Yeah, and I know right now, <clears throat> um, with all this stuff going on, because we do have a couple subdivisions under development right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, one that was, uh, its draft plan was just approved the other day mm-hmm. at Council. Ashborough. Ashborough yeah. Village, um, near the Lift Locks. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've also got the Lily Lake Road subdivision, which is mm-hmm. expected to bring a large number of houses into the area. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, there's a lot of effort going on to intensify key areas 
Uh, I know there's a report right now in front of council about mm-hmm. uh, some of those areas that could be intensified, not just the downtown, but areas mm-hmm. like Shimong as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now what we're looking at uh, is, I've talked to a lot of people about the 407 extension. Yes. Because when yeah. that comes, there's mm-hmm. expected to be a wave of people who are going to want to move here. Mm-hmm. And it begs the question of whether or not we're going to be ready for when those people do come here because the, all mm-hmm. these people are going to want to have houses and jobs mm-hmm. and uh, I'm not so sure that we're going to be ready for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, you raise a good point in the forest. I, I feel like we're already seeing the effects of that, um, particularly in the housing um, market with the with the prices of homes going up. Um, I believe that's as a result of you know people anticipating that road being built. Um, and I do believe that that's part of the responsibility of the city to look after that. Uh, and we have a great planning um, division in the city hall, so we need to work with them to figure out how we are going to be able to address the needs of all these folks that are moving to Peterborough. All right. Well, I think we're, we're just about to run out of time, so okay. I'll leave it to you. Is there yeah. anything else that you want to add before we wrap up? Um, well, just wanted to say thank you to you, Taylor. Not Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, for having me on uh, and to folks uh, who are watching thanks so much for watching uh, please visit my website kemiacapo.ca for more information and I look forward to talking to each and every one of you when I go knocking on doors and don't forget to vote on October 22nd thank you Kemi for being on the show we really appreciate it thank you all right and to everybody else we'll see you again soon bye